Hello and welcome into the Section 109 podcast from Studio Breezy. I'm here with Sir Mix-a-Lot, Ellie, and Matthew. What's up, y'all? How you doing? I am wonderful uh, because we get to talk about a signing today. Let's go! Do you know how happy this makes us? Thank you, Daryl, for releasing this right when we were trying to record. Um, <laughs> us missing it last time, so thank you for that. Um, I am not going to go full tin. I'm not going to put on my tinfoil hat, uh, but if I were Jim, I would put on that hat and suggest that somebody had my um, calendar and release something while I was uh, they, they unable do to. Have, they do have an impressive record of, of releasing news within a day of our, our recording. Here's to hoping tomorrow they release more good news after we've already recorded. I would love that. Um, but first of all, we have new signing, uh, Jesse Williams, who I keep calling Jesse James. I think we should have a gunslinger Jesse James uh, joke in here. But Jesse Williams, full Trinidad and Tobago International. How are we feeling? What's the first? Uh, Ellie, give me your first thoughts. Um, I saw that he played for Trinidad and Tobago and immediately thought national team stuff um, because it's really awesome to have an, an international player. I mean, that's a huge step from what we've had in the past. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm stoked for that kind of energy to be joining the squad. But Me too. I mean, what a big signing. Full international. Yeah. So he's 22 years old, right, Matthew? Yep. Give us some stats. Uh, so he, he was signed... Uh, Grew up in in Trinidad, playing in, in the in the Trinidad League, and went to Northern Ireland for a little bit, hmm. uh, and then was signed by uh, I believe it was Pittsburgh in 2022. Played seven games for them, I think a couple in the Open Cup. He uh, was primarily just a backup for him, uh, and then did not get renewed by Pittsburgh. And spent the the summer of 2023 in League Two for Des Moines Menace. Our old friends, Des Moines. He was not on the Open Cup roster. I think he was added after after all that because that was kind of a one off type situation for them playing that game in early April. And then after the League Two season, he went to uh, Central Valley Fuego in League One, and he made seven more appearances there. Um, and what's interesting about him is. Uh, Rod, I mean, you can tell that Rod loves his versatility. He can play, he can play the six, he can play center back, he can, he can play, uh, out right outside back. And, you know, that's, that's something that it's incredibly important, especially for someone who probably projects as an outside back for us. I think, I think, cause I'm not a hundred percent sure cause mm. it's, it's Rod. So you never really are a hundred percent sure what he's thinking in terms of how he, how he goes about building a team. Uh, but he has all all of those qualities, all all of that player uh, profile background, and I'm I'm really excited because I think he was, I think he's been a little bit misused in his pro career to this point, uh, and Rod usually thrives on those kind of guys, like finding finding a a role that fits for them with us where it never totally fit elsewhere. I'm getting kind of Taylor Gray vibes. And the reason I'm getting Taylor Gray vibes is because Taylor Gray got cut and was the best winger or one of the best wingers in the league the following year with Rod. He got cut. Some other team looked at him and was like, not good enough to be on Maryland Bobcats. Shout out. Um, looked at him and was like, this guy's not good enough to be on our roster. And then he was one of the best wingers in the league the following year. Um, I think... There are shades of this potentially, and we got to see how we, how well he plays. But we used an international spot on him, meaning that's a big deal. It's our first big international signing. He is a full full international 
for Trinidad and Tobago. So yeah. there's something there. And we haven't had one of those since Darwin Lom. And Darwin was already like, we, uh, our season was done by the time that happened. Anatoly Prepolitsa is a full international for Moldova. He's just not getting called up to every game the way that Darwin gets called up every game he, for Guatemala. He, he was not and called Jesse up at all. Jesse is getting called up currently yeah. every game for Trinidad yeah. Tobago. You're, you're correct. Anatoly was not called up at all during during. And also, don't forget, Richard Dixon also has has had some appearances. But yes, well, I, I agree with you. I'm just adding a little bit of context. We have guys that have made some appearances, but this is a guy that we expect to be missing for most of our. Uh, our overlaps with international windows because we will play through international windows. Um, here is the next question I have, y'all. Trinidad and Tobago is about to play Canada for possible entry into the... And Matthew, you can weigh in on this after Ellie does. I don't want you to interrupt me. <laughs> possible entry into the Copa America. I hate Canada with a burning passion. I hate Canada more than I hate Trinidad and Tobago, though I have my own issues with Trinidad and Tobago from 2017. Ellie, who do we want to root for in the Canada versus Trinidad, knowing that if Trinidad wins and plays in the Copa America, we might be without Jesse for like six weeks or some crazy amount of time between camp and the tournament? Okay, this is really petty. Um, anyone who's ever watched a game versus Canada with me, though, will know that I scream some really mean things about their maple syrup going bad and their moose <laughs> being sad. <laughs> Like, you can ask anyone who's ever watched a Canada game with me, and they're like, why do you hate Canada so much? Hell yeah, I like these vibes. I literally cannot stand Canada with all the passion in the world. I wish ill will upon them. And, like, like I wish their moose are sad. I wish their maple syrup goes bad and that their maple trees are sad and their Tim Hortons is not as good as they think it would be. How Do you how, do you hate Carolina Core or... Do you hate Carolina Core or Canada more? That's really hard. I have history with Canada, but um, I mean, Carolina Corps exists, and I, <laughs> their existence actually makes me want to tailspin. Like, I, I cannot stand the fact that they were created. Um, and I, like, have looked at all the North Can Car Canada or Carolina Corps? <laughs> Both of them. Um, I think I hate Carolina Corps more, um, which is saying something. I haven't even watched them play a game. I have a feeling I'm going to hate them even more by the end of the season. Um, but I, I do think I hate Carolina Corps more than I hate Canada. Um, I still want Canada to lose to Trinidad and Tobago, even though that would mean that we would lose Jesse Williams for a while. Um, I, I cannot, I genuinely cannot muster anything and feel joy towards Canada after their existence um, playing the U.S. Um, I just can't do it. However... I hope that Carolina Court doesn't even win a single game this season. Um, and okay. I I hope that they have really bad signings this season and that it's just one misfortune after another. Um, high point, um, I will truly always despise you. And thanks for putting a team in right after I left. Like, I, if I could go in and undo one thing in life, it would be that. Um, how I, dare you? Like, how, how dare you? High Point's just a climbing gym to you. High Point is Disneyland University to me. Um, <laughs> that is legitimately what we used to call them at Elon. It was Disneyland University. And I hope you take that to heart because it was that bad. Um, that's how much we hated you at Elon University. Just a heads up. Put some respect on Cal State Fullerton. I, no, <laughs> nope. 
Nope. Carolina Core exists, and how dare you exist? Just burning pure hatred. I love this, by the way. I could not love this more. Um, this is fun. I, I'm glad that you're you're the first one with a real rival. Um, so I think I'm gonna put on my CFC glasses because um, I know what you're gonna say, Matthew, which is you're gonna have full on CFC glasses on and say we got Canada has to win because Jesse Williams has to play with us, and I think that that's where I'm gonna go as well. Um, but also, like, I will say I'm will. gonna be Canada winning is gonna hurt my heart. Just like you, you were saying, I want. I also would like their moose, their moosen to be sad, and their Tim Hortons to be always cold. I will ask if if Trinidad beats Canada, does that mean that we might take Carolina Core down? Because if that's the case, go Canada, like full <laughs> on, <laughs> Viva la Canada. I don't, I don't care. Just as long as Carolina Core loses, I'm fine with that. Um, so these are the proper vibes. I love this. Yeah, we've we've never had. A full international get called up and miss time with the club. That's never happened in our club history. So it's a it's a gonna be a bit of a new experience. In real soccer countries, they they like, they stop for international breaks. They don't play during big international tournaments. The United States has a ways to go, and so like we're gonna be faced with this because on one hand, Jesse Williams is now a CFC player. And we want our players to to succeed at the highest levels. We want them to to represent their country. We want them to play for their country, and we want them to succeed. And we want them to like advance in tournaments. So we should want Jesse Williams and Trinidad and Tobago to beat Canada and qualify for Copa America for the prestige of qualifying for Copa America, a combined tournament with what is it like 10 in South America and 16 in, in, in North America? Like we want that. But on the other hand, Copa America takes like a month and we play games during that month. And Jesse Williams is a good player. And I want him on my, I want him on my team and I want him in my lineup. I'll see you that and raise you all the other MLS next pro play teams will be losing people as well. Um, maybe, maybe especially those with like baby gnats. Puss. Um, will Does have them going in and out with national team duty. Um, and so, yes, I am sad that he'll leave for Copa, but there'll be lo- there will definitely be other teams who will be losing those good players, and it just means that we even footing a little bit more. Yeah, but here's the thing: I don't care. I don't care about the national teams. I don't care That's like fine. about about like any of that of that crap. Like if, if if we've got a CFC player and they play for the U.S. national team and it's like the U twenty World Cup, guess what? Go fuck yourself, USA. Like I want them playing for CFC because I care about CFC. I guess what I'm saying is like, yes, absolutely, I agree. However, if we look at it realistically, all these other clubs are going to have people who play internationally, and so it won't necessarily matter. That is a normal and good and reasonable take, and I will hear nothing of it. <laughs> There we go. That's that's the one. Uh, the good part is I will be sad no matter what happens because if Canada wins, I will be sad, and if Trinidad and Tobago wins and no Jesse Williams, I will be sad. I guess I could say happy because I will also be happy if for Jesse Williams if if they win, although I'll be a little bit sad, but I'll also be happy for him and I'll be really happy Canada loses. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a glass half full, glass half empty thing. Home opener, March sixteen. Yeah, how we feeling? We don't know opponents. We don't know a time. Still, we have a home opener now. And like, we don't know if we're going to play the weekend before on the road. We don't know 
a lot of things, but like, let's go. We're, 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 we're one step closer to a schedule and we're one step closer to, to planning all these road trips and all these new, like all these new road trips. Oh, I'm so excited. Like, do we get, do we get our first ever international, like our match on foreign soil? Do we get, you mean Toronto, Toronto too. Oh, okay. Do we get like a, I mean, we've already played in Canada. We have? Yeah, we played in Detroit. <laughs> That's accurate. First match we have okay. to actually use a passport for. Like, do we, like, like we know, we, we kind of know where we're going to be playing, uh, especially in, in the Southeast portion. But, like, like how does the rest of, of the country look uh, in terms of, like, the Northern Division on the Eastern Conference? Like, what game do we get if we get a game with the Western Conference team? Is it a home-and-home? Home? Is it, uh, like... Oh, going to a random place and then hosting another random Western Conference. Like, there's so many things that we don't know yet, uh, and and because it's the first year in, in this new league, like, it just there's there's so many new places to go and like new things to experience and like what is what is the group of players that we have and like you know, in in this new place, like do we like how do we do this first time around? Like, it's just it's so exciting. And also, fun fact, we have a home opener before Christmas. Like we know our home opener before Christmas Day. Yeah, it's pretty wild. No, yeah. we don't have a full we don't have a full schedule yet. But I kind of expect that's but like, going to come shortly. You get the home opener like set up, and like the, the full schedule is not far behind. I'm not saying it's going to be in in two days or anything, but like like that means like there's some stuff like really circulating now. Yeah, and like this is locked in. I would like to directly talk to Chattanooga FC's um, and MLX Next Pro and beg. On like my hands and knees, can we play LAFC? Um, I have friends out in LAFC, and I've wanted to go to one of their games to, you know, be there for a long time. And I want to go cheer against them now. No, you should probably so, go next so you, year after they're done with their supporters ban. <laughs> I like that. Let's do it. Are you saying you want to go for like a double a double dip and like go to a, a home game on a Saturday, and then like we play on the road on Sunday out there? Oh no, I just want to go to the CFC games. I don't care about actual MLS. I, MLS can you know. So the fun, jump off a bridge. The, the fun, the fun thing that we might, and I feel the same way mostly. Like, but like, we'll probably on our road games, we'll probably play a lot of Sundays because MLS will have their first teams playing on Saturdays, and so like, which made you sad because you just realized you'd not be able to travel during the season as much. It's been fun being a supporter, <laughs> but I gotta go now. Um, gonna go, you know, have a normal the good news, schedule. The good news, Ellie, no, no. is that a lot of these are are going to be driving distance too. But if it's on a Sunday... Usually I, Sunday afternoons. I have to be back for Monday at like 6 in the morning. Yeah, you'll be fine. If they're driving distance, you're going to be okay. I believe in you. Atlanta, Huntsville, and such. Huntsville might play on Saturdays, actually. Yeah, they, they, they yeah. varied. Because they'll want to they'll wanna be timed with Nashville a little bit if possible. Does that mean our, I can fully hate Carolina Core on Saturdays? Probably. Very likely, yeah. You can hate Carolina Corps whenever you want. I mean, I always do. There but they're most likely be. to play on Saturdays, yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, I would, okay. I would assume so. We don't really know. They're Yeah, who knows? They could also choose to play like dummies on Sunday, but yeah, no one likes them. That's but it, it, it's just, it, it, I love new things and I love the excitement of, of something new in this next chapter. And, and I can tell you, Matthew and I will be going to whatever NISA, if it doesn't die, or or one of the USL, USL like games. M- MLS, like I don't give a like, like well, we're gonna be. Going, I want to see some stuff, and and like we're like absolute sickos, Lord and willing, we're, we're also gonna, gonna see little, El Paso. We're like, and we're also a little bit cheap. So like, if we have the option, especially if, if there are a lot of games going on and we play on a Sunday, like with you know, if a couple hours by train or like whatever, like we have options. Trains, 
North, the Northeast helps with this. Oh, if we're already in the North. Yeah, okay. yeah. I like, thought you were saying there'd be trains like, are here. We gonna, are we going to like, are we going to go to a big MLS game and then go to like our game on the next day? Or are we going to go to like some like sicko shit like Rhode Island FC? Goddamn right we are. <laughs> okay. I don't know if y'all have seen the Vermont uh, FC jerseys, but they're brilliant. Like this last seasons were brilliant. And it, I almost want to go to a Vermont game just, just for, just for the jerseys. Like I, do, I don't care about actual uh, Vermont soccer. Vermont Green. Yeah. I remember them. Yeah, they have a really pretty jersey last season. I'm a sicko too. I'm totally in for this. Yeah. It's a good crest. It's a their their last season's jerseys were great. I'm absolutely down. Um, and let's can we burn down MLS while we're at it? How do I do go about doing <laughs> so that? So speaking of burning down yeah, let's MLS, just, let's just get into this one. Um, and let's only woo. let's try to only. By the way, do, there's why there's why she likes uh, yeah. that jersey. That is sick. That right? is, I get, yeah, yeah. Let's try to sick. limit. Let's try to limit ourselves to 20, 25 minutes on this. No more. Oh, I mean, let's do even less uh, because MLS yeah. isn't worth the thing. So. It's not. For anyone who might have missed this, and if you're, I feel like if you're listening or watching this, you're a sicko, so you probably did not miss this. But in case you did, MLS decided to announce the other day that they were not going to participate in the Open Cup. Um, that would be like, if you're a fan of soccer anywhere else in the world, name your big cup. Copa del Rey in Spain, um, the Copa Italia in Italy, or the FA Cup in England, um, or whatever. the what's, What is it even what is it called in Germany? The Pokal. The DFP Pokal, it would be like the with it would be like the top league in any of those countries withdrawing from um, that that tournament. It's absolutely banana land. It makes no sense. And here's where I want to go with this because I've seen a lot of false equivalencies um, among my um, circle of humans, which is like, well, USL isn't perfect either. No shit. Fuck them as well. But right now, this isn't about USL. This is about MLS and doing what is nakedly bad for the game in the in this country and doing what is only good for them, which is just what they don't have is they don't have control of the TV rights and they don't have control of the scheduling. So they want to be doing their own League Cup bullshit and not having ML, uh, Open Cup, MLS teams in the Open Cup. Well, and I'll say that argument for USL and raise you, USL isn't the largest league in the land. Like MLS is the thing that everyone's looking towards and they set the example and they got to set a better example than this. Like this is BS. Yeah, absolutely. So I will also challenge anyone who's like thinking like, oh, what does it matter? Like here's, here's why it matters. There is no, there are intellectually honest arguments against ProRel as an example. I don't necessarily agree with them. I think for the most part, I would like to see ProRail, but like there's intellectually honest arguments to say this country wasn't built on it. The soccer infrastructure wasn't built on it. The investment in the teams didn't come with it as part of it. And so you can at least argue that like, look, we need to continue this way because we've got here and the league is stable in part because there is no ProRail. I'm not saying I agree with that, but like you can make an intellectually honest argument to that effect. What you can't do is make an intellectually uh, intellectually like honest argument about MLS ditching the open cup and be like, this is good for soccer in this country. It's not, it's only bad for soccer in general. And it's very, very good commercially for MLS because they can just take the air out of everything else and fuck over anybody else they want. No longer do they get an MLS team. Like imagine we got drawn to play with Atlanta United and host Atlanta United. Like we almost did last year. Yeah, that would have been a massive commercial game for us, a massive commercial success because we would have had just like we had in the preseason, a huge crowd ostensibly from Atlanta and from 
other people from around who are like, oh, shit, I get to see Atlanta play in Chattanooga. Would have been a massive gate for us and potentially push us closer, maybe not, not there, we don't know the numbers from last year, but closer towards sustainability and yeah. financial um, sustainability. There is no option for that if MLS pulls out. All right, I'll stop yelling about MLS. I've done a lot of yelling about it this year, so or this week rather. So I feel like I've gotten a little bit out of my system. Give me that. Um, give me that. Uh, I'm gonna put on a little tinfoil hat as I say, "Fuck MLS." And even the way to realize we just joined, so there's probably somebody listening to this like, "You guys just joined MLS." Well, yeah, that doesn't mean I have to defend everything MLS does. Like MLS can simultaneously be the best platform for Chattanooga Football Club and also be completely a hundred percent wrong as what they're trying to do here. Now, it seems like maybe they're going to end up playing because they're full of shit and pansies and didn't uh, well, it, actually it, schedule it, through. It, it's actually, it's interesting that, that U.S. Soccer number one said no, and it isn't going to issue a waiver on this. That's interesting. Yeah. And and the second thing is, like, the Sporting Kansas City schedule leaked on, like, Monday or Tuesday before we got uh, U.S. Soccer's, like, decision and statement. LA Galaxy's also leaked. And... Like none of the none of the open cup dates were, were were played through. And it was a specific like like not having the open cup for first teams was a specific reason for we can schedule on these dates. And then they didn't do it. And if you want to go down like a, a full on tinfoil like phase, I wonder and this is probably not true, but that's why it's tinfoil. Like is at the highest levels of MLS and, and, and U.S. soccer, did they collude in this moment to have a very public, like, like, uh, uh, yeah. k- keeping keeping? Yeah. Uh, I realize it's not quite big enough, so it's more like a tin tin hat yarmulke, t- <laughs> uh, tinfoil yarmulke right now. Not that you're Jewish, just like that's how it fits more like, and it is appropriate because you know Hanukkah time. But uh, you're did, you're getting. Re- I'm gonna give you mine too. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This is Did MLS and and USSF collude to make sure there was a high profile moment of U.S. soccer, like? Like having control of the PLS and dictating the PLS to one of its leagues so that they make sure they win the lawsuit against the NASL, which goes to trial next year, so that they can set up all the future moves when USSF starts rubber stamping everything from MLS once like they've been given permission to do so. You are a wild boy. That is some real sicko stuff there. I don't Um, think anybody has to wear a tin hat except for you the rest of this. I agree. uh, the rest of this podcast jesus like have you been where how long have you been holding that one in about 24 hours that's a uh, that's i okay I, I that's deep once you start thinking about it, you're like oh fuck i mean i i wouldn't count it out that's that's how negative my appear my perception is of both mls and uh ussf um, which I guess says a lot about their actions and about how they're perceived by everyone um, however, that's, here's what I'll say. I don't think either of them are smart enough to be able to do that. Um, I don't think that they're, they can think that far in advance. Um, I don't give them that much credit. There's, there's, it. I just don't give them enough credit at all. I just don't think they're that smart to hair, to I, put together a scheme like this. I think MLS is pretty devious. Oh, I think they're pretty devious, but I just don't think they're smart. And I don't think that they would do this and I can't give them credit for being smart for this. Um, and Honestly, I just think it's selfish, and I think it's um, money-grabbing, and I think it's them throwing a hissy fit. 
like an absolute hissy fit saying, and I mean, there's been a few more eyes on USL this year and MLS Next Pro with these movements and everything. I mean, I think it's MLS throwing a hissy fit and saying, no, we're supposed to be special. We're supposed to be the number one. Like, why are we having to deal with all these other people? We set up a system at the very beginning where we would profit. And, and now didn't have to deal with anybody else. And now there are other people who are profiting and we... We're not supposed to have that. This is this is us. We're supposed to be number one. I think I, I would I would clarify it in these sort of terms. MLS believes itself to be on par with the NBA, with Major oh, League absolutely. Baseball, with the NFL, and especially with with the NBA and Major League Baseball for the minor league comparisons. I guess the NHL also works here. That's that's what they aspire to be. Yeah, and soccer works differently around the world, but also it's not like other leagues don't exist it's yeah baseball is, is less prevalent in, in europe especially but like basketball and hockey leagues exist across europe yeah. mls wants to be the 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 major league where everything they want to be the super league uh mm-hmm. in, in effect and that is the long-term goal yeah and when you when you look at that and you don't really care about how you get there you end up with would Major League Baseball, it would be cool as hell, let's be very clear, would Major League Baseball ever set up a tournament where like, the single-A teams play each other for the right to play some double-A teams, for the right to play triple-A teams, for the right to play Major League Baseball teams, and then they like finish it off to see you, like, who wins this like random like one-off, one-off set of cup? Like, yeah. no. no. Major League Baseball would never do that. And if you look at it from, from MLS's perspective, why would MLS also do something like that yeah well it's because you play fucking soccer and like you signed up for this shit well and it's it's not only that but like look at the joy it brings all the english teams in the lower leagues when like you have a community around a team and you can all gather together and be like look at our team that's tiny and insignificant and now we're playing arsenal like yeah we we deserve the right to be able to do that like we have chattanooga fc we will gather together band together and Take down an MLS major. Like, how cool would that be to get, be given the chance to do that? But they would never hear of it. It just, they don't care about community. They don't care about building. They care about making money. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get you there. It's, it's, it, it's, it's nakedly and in bad faith a, a problem. Like, it, it, it's, it's universally bad. There's nothing, there no are one. there are benefits to MLS and MLS alone, but there are not benefits to to U.S. soccer or soccer as a whole in this country. I'm not even going to say there are really benefits to MLS, right? You're taking away chances for them to continue to practice their skill, even if it's against someone lower. Like, you benefit from playing someone not as good as you. You get some kind of skill off of that and practice. Oh, yeah. They, they have those opportunities. It's called playing Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew. I would like to personally um, hope that Canada doesn't walk away from this podcast episode. <laughs> if um, we have any listeners, we won't anymore, but we probably don't, so it's fine. Look, like it, it's it's it, it's it's not good. It's probably where we're heading, though. One day, yeah, and that's not good either. But I guess the point of all this is I'm incredibly jaded because I lived through 2018. I lived through having an optimistic view of what soccer could and should be in this country. And every single time 
something comes up in American soccer and, and everyone says, well, like, no, that's bad. Like our ideals are this self-interest and, and maybe it's league interest or, or whatever always wins. And so like, I know this is bad. It's a problem. Uh, but also CFC is, experienced a lot of soccer wars yeah and damned if i ever lose another one mm. we will lose more but the, the we, best we part won't. about it we won't we lose won't. more cfc won't lose anymore here's the thing though we've and i and i will kill things with my bare hands and kill teams with my bare hands to make it so because yeah. you don't unilaterally surrender we're not gonna in a fight. We're gonna survive through all of it. That's the biggest thing is we're not going down. There's my, no way. My, and like and like this is very much like a part of the soccer wars. Now MLS has declared war on the rest of US soccer. It wants all of it for itself. Yeah. And it, it wants it it'll take what are there, thirty teams after San Diego? Like they'll take a couple more eventually to MLS. Uh and and every everyone else is come is joining us in next pro. I was as a professional say, team. I was going to ask, I mean, what happens when, I'm going to say when, as much as I hate that statement, what happens when MLS takes USL finally? The and only, there's, like, do we finally get to keep this tournament without any arguments? Do we finally get to put in Pro Relic? So pro, I don't think Pro Rel ever happens. I will say if and when the entire pyramid combines, all the Pro Pyramid combines, which we all, I think Matt and I, uh, both have think it's an inevitability that um, MLS eventually just pays the money to buy USL. Whether that's USL, now or five years USL from now, USL has no worth unless what MLS wants to pay for it. But the US Open Cup will, and what USL wants to sell for. Yeah. But here's here here's what will happen. I think MLS will absolutely bring back a version of the Open Cup at that point because they probably will have successfully killed it. I don't think this will be this may have been their first salvo, but they'll figure out a way to kill it. They'll change PLS to it doesn't matter. They have enough influence. They'll do whatever. Like, but then they'll bring it back in a way that benefits them. Where everybody well, if, if they if they own every team, then it doesn't really matter. It doesn't no. really matter. Well, they don't own every team, but if they own the pyramid, they, every team exists in their framework. So then they can do their own thing where they get their own whatever, and because it will benefit. Like look what the NBA is doing. The NBA is putting a cup in the middle of their season right yeah, but it doesn't like cups, it doesn't include the g league but cups no but i'm saying cups are fun right now yes so like there is a they will probably bring some version of a league's cup back look there's two cups in england right there's the fa cup and there's carabao cup the carabao cup slash okay. community shield there's more than that but the okay but that's the those are the two big ones you the, you have the football <coughs> league cup which the premier league doesn't compete in but everybody else does because the premier league broke away but they still compete in the fa cup but my yeah, yeah, they my, have the one that. Yeah, my point is, less people care about the Community Shield because it's less whatever. The, it will be the it will be less important, most likely, whatever they do. But I do think they'll bring back some version of it. But it'll just be to benefit MLS. But they'll just they, do it in a way that benefits. They them also and only have them. to have everything under under one system. And and like they, they, again, they they view themselves like Major League Baseball, like all of baseball, with the exception of a few independent leagues. Uh, all of baseball is is under is under MLB, and the the role of the federation, especially for for I'm thinking about uh, hockey and and uh, hockey and basketball here. The role of like the federation is purely to like manage and run the, the national teams, yeah. and that the major league covers everything like covers the professional operation 
of, of sports. There is like I, I saw somebody there. There's been chatter online you know, on Twitter and whatever about about things like this. And I think somebody said, you know, that the, the Department of Justice would have would have an issue with this. No, they fucking won't. Because major sports leagues that operate under collective bargaining agreements for their employees, they like there are like there's tons of precedent for this. Yeah. And especially because like as long as the like the PLS or whatever, as long as US soccer allows an independent avenue. Yeah. Which you want to put the tinfoil back on. That's why they're keeping Nisa around. Because there's no other explanation. <laughs> Okay. Then like you're looking at a future where like it's just it's just whenever you wanna you wanna give some wannabe like Tampa real estate guy and some section eight asshole uh slumlord in Atlanta a big enough check to walk away. That's when this all happens. And that might be I mean like the World Cup's coming, right? So that could be MLS wants this to happen sooner than later. USL's trying to get as much expansion fee money and 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 and, and retirement money or whatever but like there will be a, a time when you know especially if mls is successful with with next pro and with expansion opportunities and whatever there's gonna be a time when the when when the opportunity to sell versus the opportunity to bring in expansion dollars like when when that thing hits hits the point on the on whatever you know two axes is that's it yeah like usl teams already paid a fuckload of money to join like they're not going to pay more money or be able, really be able to pay more money to like keep the league for themselves that would be a good system by the way like clubs lo- owning the league where have we heard that before like that'd be a good system yeah but like it's not reality in nisa it won't be a reality in usl ironically it isn't a reality in big mls yeah so but the important thing is that we're going to be competing in the Open Cup. And yes. if, if, if MLS wants to fuck around a little bit, and, 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 and currently, they're, currently they're out of the tournament, but they're probably in negotiations to figure out like how they get back in or, or whatever. If they decide to, to ban, essentially ban first-team players or, or ban anyone that's on DP contracts and TAM and, and whatever else to like limit the load for players at the top end of the roster. Look, it becomes the most winnable tournament for, for non MLS teams since probably 1999 with the Rochester raging rhinos. So, yeah. So like, let's go fucking win the damn, the little, the little blue lining, the little blue silver lining is that it's never, if MLS doesn't compete, which I, I seems like the winds are blowing, like they're just going to compete and it'll be fixture congestion. And some of the MLS teams will take it really seriously. And some will not care at all. Um, that's what it seems like it will do, but if they if they choose to not compete somehow and they and they go out of compliance and whatever else, cool. It, we can't do anything about it. I can be mad about it on the on the macro scale, but what I can be happy about is that there will never have been like you said since 1999, uh, which even then, by the way, was not an easy tournament because that was uh, MLS still existed at the time. It'd be the first time since 1996 that MLS ha- wouldn't have existed and competed in the Open Cup, therefore giving. Chattanooga FC, the best chance we've ever had to win the whole thing. Which would give us a spot in... CONCACAF Champions League. Yep. Which would be fantastic for, for us. For now. <laughs> Until they decide to take it away. And give it to the League's Cup winner from USA Mexico. Or from yeah. the... Uh, there's already like five spots from League's Cup. 
like like half of it's something like bullshit like half of the uh why the not US give them spots one go to the league's cup why not give them one more um so yeah i in the end of the day like I, i've yelled about it all week but i'm kind of running out of steam which is like whatever happens like at least cfc's still in it like mls has said as much um u.s soccer hasn't mentioned anything but it doesn't behoove anyone to ban us so like let's go let's go rock out let's go make some noise and if mls doesn't want to take this serious like let's go see if we can't you know do some real damage you know yeah absolutely well thank you all for joining i think that's all the news we have and we've done almost 40 minutes so listeners thank you for listening viewers thank you for viewing and we will catch up with y'all very soon happy holidays uh merry christmas to all those who celebrate happy new year and we'll catch up to everyone soon peace